welcome to Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about all the mistakes you make while saving the galaxy for your kids. My name's Justin. And I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, I almost said the wrong name. And I know I've said that before <laughs> at the beginning of some of these podcasts. I had to legitimately like take a moment and be like, Make sure you say Justin. Yeah, because you, you said my name is. I know. All right. Exactly. Anyway, so. Threw me off. I'm Justin. Yeah. I'm still Tim. <laughs> and this week, we're going to start digging into book seven, Legacy of the Force, Fury. We just finished book six, previously on Forever Canon. Boom, boom, boom. You heard it here first, a second ago, and last week. Yep. And all the other weeks. We finished book six last week, and we talked about the whole damn thing and all its all entirety ness. Those are words. Yeah, we recapped the whole book last week. Book six, Inferno, and this week. Wait, what do I say here? But that was last week. Yes. Yeah. This week, <laughs> we're gonna recap book six because that's what these chapters are, and let's dig in with chapter one. Yeah. What a smooth fucking intro. This podcast, I told you that. <laughs> you did. Like 7 o'clock, I couldn't talk. It's way later now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Chapter 1, and we back to Aaron Alston. So we get these, uh, the the place signatures. Yep. Like the, uh, I don't know what the hell you call it. The title card with your location on it. Yep. Above Kashyyyk in the Millennium Falcon. The planet has been burning for a few days now. So not much time between book 6 and 7. No. Which, when you end on a fucking catastrophe you better not yeah yeah <laughs> you, you don't want to I mean? skip like, ahead a whole bunch the man just set a planet on fire let's not skip too far ahead so we just jump in a couple days later han and leia are dropping beacons across Kashyyyk to locate for the controlled burn that they need to break jason's firestorm han calms the higher-ups to report the job's finished and when the message is sent a lemurar appears in the falcon's cockpit yeah what yeah right behind han and she says I'm going to kill you, but I'm going to wait till your wife gets here so she can see me kill you. Back to the balance. Yep. Jason has been guided. He's gotten his, his way out of that, that rabbit trap. He got his foot stuck in the last one. Yep. She got him out of that. Yeah. The interesting that thing that Han notices is that when she force shoves his blaster and catches yeah. it, it goes to her hand that's supposed to be all messed up. Yeah, she uses her She catches arm. it. Yeah. She takes my strong hand. <laughs> she catches it with her strong hand. She does. And he's like, that's weird. Okay, so begs the obvious question, how the hell did she get there? And where is ship? Yeah. I don't know. But there's no time to figure it out because she's trying to kill Han Solo. So he kicks the Falcon up on its tail, her tail. Yeah. Dumping a Lemurar backwards, laughing hysterically. Down the corridors of the Millennium yeah. Falcon. As you do when you're a psychopath. Okay. Yeah. Bouncing down the hallway. Yeah. She and Leia get into a little bit of lightsabering, but Leia is sensing something weird about a lemma. It when she senses her in the force, it feels like not lumpy. He has abandoned that childhood nickname. Waru. Yes. She's like, Oh, it doesn't feel like a lemma, it feels like Waru, and I'm not going to choppy choppy him with my lightsaber. Mm. Alright. Yeah, that's cool. Do your thing. That's okay. It also she feels like he like he she <laughs> it. Well, yeah is like a, a like a novice using a lightsaber. Like she's not 
doing anything. Yeah, she looks real clumsy. Yeah. Well, and other things too. Like she's not limping. She doesn't seem to be battling inertia like Leia and Waru are on the ship. Uh, she looks younger. Yeah. Than last time Leia saw her. Like an idealized self almost. Yeah, almost. So Lumpy tries to shoot her. Leia stops him because of weirdness. Then Alema bamps around a corner and she's gone. And she just disappears. She's just gone from the ship. So I'm sure she was totally there in corporeal yeah. <laughs> fashion. I, I have no doubts at all. Mystery, intrigue, balance. <laughs> chapter two. See, that was like a three minute chapter. We were talking before. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because obviously if you read these chapters, you realize the first four chapters are like basically just recapping where we are in the series, how these people have changed and what we're about to get into. Yeah. You know, we, we, we tackle what just happened and then we talk about what we're about to do. These four chapters are, are the recap chapters that you get in like any book series. Like I'm reading the wheel of time and it's notoriously bad for that. Every book is like 150 pages at the beginning of the book telling you what's all been happening all along. Oh boy. For new readers, right? Like that's yeah. the way you had to write book series back at the time. And you know, you, if somebody picks up book seven off the shelf. You don't want them. You don't want to lose them just because they think they don't know what's happening. Yeah. So in the first four chapters, you lay it all out. Here's what's happening. Cool. 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 Chapter one. Three fucking minute recap. Yeah. I was like, man, normally I have a full page front and back of notes for each chapter. I have two pages front and back for four chapters here. So yeah, yeah, it's uh buckle up for a breakneck bust ass speed <laughs> podcast. Yeah, what do we got? We're, we're on pace for about 20 minutes, maybe chapter two <laughs> in the chief of state briefing office, whatever the hell that is on Coruscant. Kytus, as he immediately refers to himself. Is being told all the things he already knows that happened in the last book. And Nyathal tells him he doesn't look well. Which he also knows. Um, yeah. Well, because he just survived maybe the lightsaber duel of the decade. Yeah. He got a lightsaber singed kidney, scalp, and a knife between the shoulder blades. As they tell us in the recap, he was torturing Ben and he battled with Luke Skywalker. He survived. He's proud of himself for that. If you could read my next line, it says, he's proud that he survived. We read the same book, didn't we? <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> but he is. He's really proud that he survived. He was winning up until Ben stabbed him. That had ended the fight. Kytus should have been killed immediately. For reasons he did not understand, Luke and Ben had spared his life and departed. It was a mistake that would cost Luke. Yeah, I bet you it is. <laughs> Yeah, I really, I really bet you that it is. You know, that's what we said. Yeah, even he's recapping what we said. Yeah, like, <laughs> which is funny because when we said that, we hadn't read these chapters. No, yet. we hadn't. So we are, you know, either remembering echoes through time from reading these books a decade ago, or predicting the future. Which one is it? I don't know how time works. I think predicting the future is way cooler. I don't know. It's both, really. You're using the past to predict the future. Yes. I just made that way cooler. Okay. So chapter two, he's proud, but he should be dead and he knows it. Yeah. So he says, big mistake, huge, a la pretty woman, which I only know from the office. They, they make that joke in the office. Okay. This chapter, 
almost entirely is a recap chapter. Here's what here's what happened in the other books. Jason lost everyone. Mm-hmm. He kind of goes through the grocery list of like item by item what he did and how people have have fallen and who he lost out of and... love with him. Yeah, until the end of the chapter when Kaidas thinks to himself, "Quote: He would cut down anyone who stood between him and his daughter. Anyone." Yep. End quote. That is a different sentiment than he had before Tunnel Ka betrayed him. Yeah. It used to be the two of them and him against the world. Well, now she's asked for his surrender, so... Yeah, you're gone. Can no longer guarantee her safety. Sorry, you've betrayed Jason. He's also over... So He's very confident, and he says that to Nyathal, that the, the Havens the will be Haven. back. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry about it. I have a plan. I can guarantee no, it. No matter what, the Hapens will be back. I, which I, makes me think he's going to assassinate Tanel Ka. Assassinate Tanel Ka. That's what it sounds like to me. Because that's how they do everything on Hapes, right? Yeah. Is you kill them, then you take over. And yeah. I mean, that's what you do with everything. Like, look at the American government in Iraq and in Afghanistan. You, you kill the guy that you don't like, and you put the person in charge that you do like. Yeah. So that that's the vibe I got from Jason. It's that, or he's going to grab his daughter up and... Even though he loves her or whatever, he's going to use her to bring him back in. Help me or something bad will happen. Oh, yeah, maybe as leverage. Yeah. But will he do that to the only person left that trusts him in the whole galaxy as he describes it? She's little. She doesn't have to know. We'll see. He couldn't even force lightning a bad guy in front of her before. Yeah. That was many books ago. Yes, it was. was... We cut to Endor at an old Imperial outpost. Where we find Luke Skywalker meditating, trying to, trying to stay connected to the force, but being emotionally shocked out of focus by all the wild ass trauma of a few days ago, Ben's torture, the fight with Jason, Ben stabbing Jason. Uh, it's my kill. The, the, the yeah, death and evil his in his eyes thing. and hate in his voice and the walking away. And Luke is wondering, should we have killed Jason? Was it the right thing to walk away? He thinks potentially... With Jason being left alive, potentially millions of lives are going to be lost for saving Ben from the dark side. Is that a fair trade? But he, he, also, he also says that if he had let Ben do it, yeah. then maybe Ben would be just as bad and millions of lives would still be lost. That's it. Like, Or if he saved him and millions of people die and Ben stays good, maybe he saves millions of people in the future. Yeah. Like... There's so many that, ways to balance this that you can't get a good answer. What is that? Sophie's choice? Yeah, pretty much. Right? Yeah. Well, that's like every, anything. What do you choose? The individual good or the greater good? It's it's like the classic conundrum. Do you, yeah. feed, do you steal from the shopkeeper to feed your family? You know? Because mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you're, you got to feed your family. You're doing the... the, the a thing. small bad to... Yeah. So between, between all these things... Potentially millions of people dying because he left Jason alive. Would Ben have fallen to the dark side? Could he have been brought back to the dark side? Or from from the dark side to the light side? And what about this idea? All these people, uh, so like Ben, all these Jedi are super duper powerful magic powers. Mm-hmm. Are their lives inherently worth more than the regular people? Like is Ben's one life worth a million fucking people? Because of the potential for all of the good that he can do or the potential for all the bad that he could do. 
is his life more worth saving than a million people uh, at Balmora or whatever? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think maybe his life would be more influential. In right. The long and then run. does that not make it more valuable? Look at his mm. family. His family has been in charge of saving the galaxy for 50 fucking years. Yeah, it's true. You can't tell me his life isn't worth way more than a, I don't than, know. Than some random guy named Steve. Or just anybody else in the book. I don't know why. That's my name I go to. It's just Steve is my random. I don't know random. why. I don't know why you hate that name. Steve as a name. I don't know. Idiots or something. So is his life worth more? Is it more in the interest of balance to save him? You know what I mean? There is no answer. No. But like. There's a lot of inherent questions when it's like it it's I sound like Magneto. You know what I mean? It's it's we are more powerful than you. We have more power to do good or evil. So we are there for more valuable than your plain brains and lives. Yeah. I don't know. And I guess like in a logic sort of sense, if you're looking at looking at yeah. it as an With equation. No emotion. Emotion. Yeah, no emotions. No emoticons. <laughs> <laughs> no emojis at all. <laughs> I think Jesus. I think if you're looking at it like an equation. Yeah. It if makes you, sense. If you can take the emotion out of it, of course it makes sense. Yeah. He has the potential to do so much good. But, you know, Luke doesn't land on an answer. He can't decide whether it was the right decision or not. But more importantly, why is Luke on Endor? It's a temporary hiding spot for the Jedi. Come and get some furry flying high kicks, baby. <laughs> maybe maybe they just followed Tarfang all the way through space after Leia kicked his ass clear across <laughs> Kashyyyk, and he landed over here on Endor. And they're like, yeah, follow that guy. He knows where to go. I don't know. But they're all hiding out on Endor because of reasons. They, you know, abandoned Jason Solo. They're on, they're out, they got to get out there and hide. Kip Dern comes in to report to Luke while he's meditating and staring out the window. And he asks, what are we going to do about Jason? The question that keeps coming up book after yeah. book since almost the very beginning of this shit. And yeah, typical Luke Skywalker fashion. He tackles this problem head on and takes charge and handles it with finesse and class. Yeah. Abruptly finishing the problem off. Oh, sorry. Wrong uh, character. No. Luke hands it right off. I don't know. He says, I don't know. You arrange that. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to do about my sister's son who is taking over the galaxy. He delegates somebody else. I'm only the grandmaster over here. Mm. We get it. Your wife died. You're a mess. The force is very unclear to you. But we finally got you out of bed. The fire yeah. alarm is going off. You can't just tell someone else to figure out the fucking way out of the out of the burning building. Yep. You're supposed to be the leader here, man. So, uh, cool. Thanks, Luke. Uh, cool. You sit here in your dark room looking <laughs> you out. You sit here in your tower. <laughs> you sit in your tower. And try to meditate. Yeah, look out over the forest of Endor and everyone else will take care of everything. As cool. we cut to chapter three. Yeah. And we start on Kashyyyk. Which, again, I can't wait to be done writing that word. Yeah, that extra Y is killing you. So many extra wise. Yeah, it doesn't even probably need one. Get them all out of there. Anyways, we're on Kashyyyk where Jaina has fixed up the Falcon for her dad. And the whole team is trying to figure out what the hell just went down with the Lemurar. 
Yeah. There's no fingerprints. There's no skin cells. There's no threads of fabric to prove Alema was even there. Also, she vanished from a sealed ship. This is the detective work coming through Jaina and Jag and Zack and Han and Leia right now as they hammer out all the details in the hangar on Kashyyyk. Detective Jaina is on the fucking case, she says. Remember like fucking forever ago or maybe a couple weeks ago when Ben fought that Phantom Mara on the asteroid? Boom, baby. Yeah. Ba-boom. Alema's got Lumaya's shit now and her ship. Yep. So that's what the fuck just happened. <laughs> Jaina cracks the case. Bang. Yeah, boom. Done. Yeah. Easy peasy. Early in the book, she's here. Yeah. Getting shit done. Fix the Falcon. Solve the mystery. Simple little mystery, really. But yeah. she, her, she was the one who remembered it. Right? I think it's a. Pulled that back out of the past. Uh, hopefully it's a good, it's a good sign of things to come with Jaina being at the beginning of the book. Moving forward, maybe she'll be in this whole book from yeah. beginning to end. And or not, at least more than once. But maybe she'll just do what they what she did in book five, which was disappear for f- ten chapters in between appearances. Yeah. Right? right? She was at the beginning, and then she was gone till the end. So, cross your fingers for yeah. a little more Jaina this time. But for now, she's got this shit figured out. They know what she did. So, now how are we going to find this little sneaky bee? Because she is like... The sneakiest bitch in the galaxy. Yeah. She can erase your memory. She can block cameras. She's How the hell are we going to find her? Of course, with our magical Jedi powers mm-hmm. and all of the, you know, assets available to us, all of the power that we have accumulated over decades of saving the galaxy. This is how we're going to find a Lemurar. We're going to go to the Anakin Solo. We're going to steal that shuttle that Jason and Ben took to the asteroid. And then we're going to mine its data to find out (laughs) where that asteroid was. Because that's where Alema must be. We're going to do some computer forensics. Computer power, the real hero of the future. Am I right or am I right? (laughs) That's so fucking lame. Yeah, it's (laughs) not. uh... Mind reading wizards. (laughs) We're going to find her. By first of all, this is the stupidest fucking D and D plan I've ever heard in my life. We're gonna go to the villain's fortress, break in, to steal a piece of information to get a lesser villain. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. Uh... And we think we're just gonna get in and out of the Anakin Solo easy peasy. Luke just did it, and he had to fight Jason almost to death to do it. Yeah, how are you gonna get it, anyways? That's their plan. Computer power. Ha ha ha. Maybe they're going to wait for uh, Kytus to be off the ship. Maybe. You know, like they did last time. And then he was like, surprise, and he shot Jaina down from behind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just try that again. We'll just fucking sneak right on there. It's so easy. I did it last time. It's so easy. So that's their plan. And Jag says some interesting things here, too. He's on to something else. He's on his own little detective path. Maybe Brisha CEO, Sayo, I don't know doesn't matter because maybe she doesn't even exist because he's like i get suspicious of people who who serve one purpose and then die and there's no other stories about them there's no other information to be found about them there's no memories of anybody speaking of them none of that they show up and they disappear and they serve one job very logical 
Very fucking smart. It's so good. Nobody has even questioned whether or not Lumaya having a daughter was true since they found that clue. Nope. They kind of decided it was because they were so worried about what was happening with Ben that they just jumped on it and went with it and yeah. haven't, they haven't turned around to check if it's still in the backseat or not. Like, Yeah. They got news. I think that's it's a good thing Jag's in there because he has no like real investment emotionally. Yeah, in all he doesn't have stuff. the same attachment that yeah. they all do. And so he can look at it from the outside. He's point figuring of view. it out. Bingo. There is no Brisha Sayo. Nope. Jagpot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was so proud of that pun that I wrote down. So happy about that. Puns rule. Okay. Great. I made Tim laugh. That's all I'm like that. That's why I make these jokes. Chapter four. We cut back to Endor at what is now called, instead of last time, the, the title card said Endor, old Imperial facility. Now it says Endor, Jedi Outpost. It also says Sanctuary Moon. Yes. Yeah, well, that's what the Endor is. It's the it's sanctuary, sanctuary Moon of Endor. Yeah. So now it's an official Jedi Outpost. And it turns out the Solusars aren't dead? Yeah, that's a little weird. It seems like some fucking hard backpedaling, man. Just like, sounds like a, when they described it in the last book, it sounded like a slaughterhouse. Cam came running out. Pop, 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 pop. He gets shot in the back, in the grass. Down. Tion gets arm shot off, yeah, leg shot limbs. off. Wham, bang, gone. And then shot. And then shot and left to die. Or presumably described as being dead, but not directly right? yeah i thought it was like horrific and based on jana's reaction yeah it sounded like a dead. fucking graveyard yeah but apparently it wasn't so weird we're fine everybody's fine <laughs> just like just like that kid from whatever planet when ben found the ship she gone you've been retconned get out of the story yeah. aaron alston doesn't want to deal with your leftover baggage troy so cut it out i just did the full house thing You're right. yes you did now Back to business because the galaxy is at war and one side of that war is being run by a Sith. There's yes. lots of work to be done. Lots of work for the Jedi to do. Problems to solve all over the galaxy. So Kip Durin attacks Luke. <laughs> what? <laughs> they, they discuss their plans for Jason over a, a mock sparring tournament. The, all the masters on the roof of this Imperial facility and they just start going at it in a free for all battle with their lightsabers. And Luke says, if it, for anybody other than a master, it would be a deadly exercise and blah, blah, blah. If you're not as strong as us, you would be dead in this pretend battle. So they decide to have a little fun while they figure out what they're going to do about Jason. That makes sense. Just for funsies. It makes sense. It does like but take it, your mind away from the problem. And it, and if you do that, then you're the, yeah. it, you can pick it I, up. I get right? what you're saying. Like if you sit down over a table and stare at each other and focus on it, it's harder to work. It's, it's sometimes easier to work through things when your body is on autopilot. And yes. so your brain is available. Yeah. It's not, it's not, uh, in control of too many things. It can just focus on the problem that you're trying to solve. Yeah. Right? That's true. It does make sense, but it just seems like weirdly placed. It is. It is a because, weird little. Like we're just talking about how like everything's bad. Everything's really bad, and what are we gonna do about it? Let's have a fucking chuckle fight. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. 
It's weird. It's just for funsies, though, guys. They spar while discussing the plan for Jason. And what's that plan? Simple. Two masters, three or four knights, coma gas and shock nets. Sneak into the Senate building through the Coruscant Undercity and take him alive or kill him if you must. Easy. That's easy. Who? The only hard part is you need a guide through the Undercity of Coruscant. Yeah. It's been Vong formed and unformed and reformed. Someone's got to know their way through. Who is going to be your guide through Coruscant? Obviously, one of the main characters of the book who's been coming up over and over again in different spots, Jedi Siha Dorvald. Yep, that's a... Did anybody blink? Did anybody <laughs> blink when I just said that name? I remembered who she was right away because I've been fucking taking notes on everything. I they want they her. want her to lead her what <laughs> they want her to lead them through the Coruscant under city because that's where she was from. That's yeah. where Jason found her and re- recommended her to become a Jedi mm. because he he was visiting the world brain and he sensed her force sensitivity. So this before he's bad guy time. Yeah. So she was the one who was giving Jason all the information from inside the temple. She admits she was working with him. She was the one that helped Ben disappear. Yes. Okay. Remember he was fighting with the training robot and she yeah. came over and told him he was cute and go check a computer. Yeah, And he, he turned all 13 year old boy and was yeah, like, yeah. Ah, ha, ha. yeah, that was her. Yeah. She was the training droid girl. <clears throat> she turned herself in admitting that she had been working with Jason in the GAG betraying the Jedi after the massacre at Ossus, the Academy on Ossus. Mm-hmm. She turned herself in because that is not what she was signing up for. No. You know, that's not what she was trying to do. She was signing up to fix the galaxy. But she's not all bad. Yeah. She's already done a little bit to redeem herself because she helped destroy all the computers at the temple on Coruscant. Wait, what? Hmm? What? When the GAG stormed the temple after the Jedi deserted Jason at Kuat. That happened. Oh. And this is how we're being told about it. That's okay. It happened yeah, off screen works. and we're getting this information like that. That's why they're all here on Endor now. Okay. They can't be at the temple on Coruscant. It's been taken over by the GAG. They can't be at the Academy on Ossus. Everybody got slaughtered there. And I'm assuming it's back under GAG control after yep. they all left. They had to go and make a, like a new training place. An outpost. Where, where Luke says we're not going to be here for more than a few weeks. Because the Jedi are enemies of the state now. They're refugees and they're on the run. And they're being led by a very, very broken man. His heart should have been the only guide he needed. With the force offering the occasional nudge when things were unclear. But his heart had been burned beyond recognition when Mara had died. And what was left was in pieces. Each piece suggesting a different course of action. Throw everything in the effort against Jason. Hunt down a Lemurar and make her pay for killing Mara. The rod is too deep. The Jedi Order should withdraw and let the warring states fight their way to a finish. Only then can rebuilding begin. This kill is mine. This kill is mine. This is Luke Skywalker's heart. This is the description of his heart. Yes. You know, destroyed by his wife's death, but 
pulled in different directions since the beginning of the of the uh, disagreement. <laughs> you know where? Who do you support? Your government or your brother-in-law? And yeah. Luke sat on the fence all the way through the Civil War, he's, pretty much. And he still is. Apparently, he's sitting on the crossroads of a fence. Because he's all broken into different pieces. The Force is not giving him the guidance he wants. And he can't truly decide what to do. Or even if what he's been doing is right or wrong. But he's the one leading the Jedi. And by the end of this chapter, the plan to get Jason is set. And Luke says, this kill is not his. Okay. He's not joining the mission. They want him to lead the mission. And he says, no. Yes, he does. So whose kill will it be? He chooses Kyle Katarn to lead the mission. So will it be Kyle Katarn? Will it be Kip Durin? Will it be Cornhorn? Will it be Siha Dorvald? (laughs) Find out next week. I hope it's Kyle. They don't stand a fucking chance. No. To capture Jason. Find out next week (laughs) when we cover chapters five through eight of book seven, Legacy of the Force, Fury. I told you this one was going to be a short one. Yeah. And a fast one. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Too fast. Too (laughs) furious. I have nothing to add to that. Funny. For any comments (laughs) and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.